back with another episode of Brick House. I'm Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. You know where people can find us on Twitter? I always say it. Do you know where they can? Have you been listening this entire time? At BrickHousePod. That's the one you've passed. 100%. (laughs) I'm at Hey, It's Matt Baker. You can find us at BrickHousePodcast.com where you can email us or check out AlmightyBaller.com for us and a list of other fantastic podcasts. I feel like Almighty Baller has been... uh... You know, building like the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we weren't shitty for years or anything, but, you know, it's kind of like a phoenix uh, rising, uh, getting a lot of attention now. That's, I like it. I like that. And I did have knee surgery when I was younger. So, uh, Oh, yeah. So that allows me to be a part of this. Trust it. Wait, Trust- you, you messed up your knee two years ago. I've messed up my knee a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah we're in. We're yeah. the 76ers of <laughs> podcasting, baby. got a metal plate in my arm. <laughs> yeah. We're back after the Thanksgiving break. Nice holiday. I always love that four-day weekend. There was some controversy at my Thanksgiving table. Oh, no. I don't know if you're aware of this. I don't know if our listeners know, but Thanksgiving Day yeah. is the day that the police officers in the United States are in full force. More police work on Thanksgiving than any day of the year Whoa. in America. Okay. Do you know why that is? Drunk drivers? Domestic disputes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, ours was uh, pretty muted, but there was some behind-the-back snickering or criticizing of, of some parenting is what happened at, at my Thanksgiving table. My- to be fair, my dad did some behind-the-back snickering, but it involved the Snickers oh. <laughs> eating it behind my back. Yeah, well, why wait? Yeah. <laughs> this is our new sponsor this week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Chocolate, caramel, peanuts. You know, I went over to my wife's family's house, and they had all their family over. Mm-hmm. A few of them have some younger children. Sylvia's uncle's amazing cooks. They do a barbecue turkey, which I had never had before, but now the second year in a row of having this. It's crispy all the way around on the on all the sides, not just on the top, because normally it's soggy on the bottom and it's gross. Right. Is it in the, on the barbecue? Do you put it in the oven and put it on the barbecue? What's all barbecue. The... Oh, wow. Yeah. So delicious food. All the sides are great. Everything, you know, top notch. I consumed uh, 50,000 calories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the kids, 10-year-old kid, showed up and didn't want anything that was being served. Nothing. Um, which, you know, whatever. Stupid kid. But the parent, the mother, had brought, just in case this happened, some craft macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Which she, you know, whipped up in the midst of, you know, Thanksgiving right. chaos in the kitchen. The gourmet so, of all the mac and cheese. Right. <laughs> yeah. This sparked the controversy. You know, we didn't really talk about it in front of the kid and the and the parent, of course, but there were people on two sides of this. There were the police weren't called, thankfully. <laughs> Wait, sorry, did she make the mac and cheese at the place? Or She brought the, the, the box, the blue box was in her purse. Yeah. Just waiting to go in case, you know, the, the kid didn't want this amazing spread of food. Uh, that's, that might be a little much. If you want to bring it already made, at least that looks like it's one of the things <laughs> that can be had, right? Uh-huh. But to actually go out of your way to, can I borrow a pot and some of your finest hot water? Chandler Parsons endorsed. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bit much. Don't get me wrong. It's not cops level, but it it's, yeah, you got to, you know what? The kid's double digits in age now, right? Double digits. Double right. digits. Once you're double digits. Did mac and cheese or anything else threaten to divide your family at Thanksgiving? 
No, I did have Kraft mac and cheese last night. Okay. No cops were called. No families were divided. <laughs> Everything was great. It's been a weird week and a half in the NBA. Um, I don't know. Some people were arrested, actually. We'll get we'll get to that oh, later. No. But but before that, I wanted to start off with something light. Mm -hmm. uh, Steven Adams is in a race with Kyrie Irving for best quotesman of the year. When you're one of 45 children, you have to be you have to be witty in order to be heard. So he has a lot of practice. I don't know if you heard this one. Uh, this week, Stephen Adams said, "Fare thee well, golden horses." <laughs> yeah, I saw. That. To end media scrums, he yeah. says, "Fare thee well, golden horses." The reporter asked him, "What the heck the golden horses are?" And he said, "I don't know, mate. Just try in English." Just yeah, that was so good. <laughs> Just try in English. <laughs> Well, you sure did. You sure did try it. Here's another quote I heard this week. Try and respond to this quote from Ty Lue. Ty Lue has been criticized for playing LeBron James too many minutes this season. Mm -hmm. This is what he had to say. Mm -hmm. I hear about that all the time. I played with MJ when he was 39. He played 37 a night. Carl Malone was 37. He played 38. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Kobe. If you're one of the greats, sometimes you got to play. Right. Can you refute this? Yeah, he's not wrong. If you're one of the greats, sometimes you have to play. Part of me feels like LeBron would be out there for all 48 minutes if he wanted. And we like to say he is the real coach. The real coach. coach. Probably controlling the substitutions. LeBron, it's working out for him. Yeah. Whatever he's doing. Some other LeBron James news this week has just announced that he is going to be the voice of a Yeti in the upcoming film Smallfoot. Mm -hmm. An animated Yeti, not... Not a real... Not Yeti. a real Yeti. Okay, I was worried. Also featured in this movie, Zendaya. Zendaya. Younger uh, singer person. Okay, wait. A movie about her? She's she's in the animated oh, movie. Oh, she's in the animated yeah. movie. Sorry, I, I don't know I... what kind of you know fictional snow character she plays. <laughs> yeah. James Corden is okay. also going to be in it. Channing, Amer Channing America's Channing British sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> I saw LeBron and Corden did a carpool karaoke. Uh, oh, nice. Channing Tatum's also in it, and Danny DeVito. Fall of 2018, this movie's coming out. I saw a bus billboard just the other day for a movie with John Cena. Yeah. Who's going to be playing an... Cena. An Cena. Cena. Yeah. He's going to be playing an animated bull. I like The movie it. Ferdinand. Okay. Co-starring Kate McKinnon and Davi Diggs, uh, the dude from Hamilton. Oh, sure. I think The Rock has set a precedent for athletes turned lovable movie stars oh yeah and they're just you know the rock can't do every movie even though he tries to so i think they're he's created a market for these guys mm. they're the hollywood is looking for lovable jocks mm -hmm. to put in kids movies right which is why i wanted to pitch you a, a movie matt okay lay it on me this fall rob gronkowski oh wow he's gonna play blinky a anglerfish anglerfish has the the light on its oh, head nice uh, Miley Cyrus is going to be the angelfish who's way out of his league. Yeah. And Jason Alexander, George Costanza, the lovable sea snail. So, What is the synopsis? Oh, okay. So Blinky, he eats a lot of bugs. He, you know, he's got his light. He's, he's kind of like an Eeyore of the sea. Ooh, okay. Uh, you know, but he, he starts online dating. Okay. And uh, online dating is, under the ocean is, is tricky because, you know, they don't have zip codes, you know, to find the other fish. Yeah. But, <laughs> <Zip codes. laughs> 
<laughs> Miley Cyrus is the only person who responds to his ad. Mm-hmm. And uh, him and Jason Alexander, Gronkat Blinky, and Jason Alexander set out to find Miley Cyrus so he can, you know, go on his first ever uh, Tinder date. Underwater Tinder. Underwater Tinder. I yeah. like it. How do you? How does he swipe right or left without? Uh, maybe with the the blinky the eye. Eye. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The light up light flashlight on his forehead. I'm in. Oh, not only is LeBron James going to be the voice of a Yeti. Yeah. He's starting his own school in his hometown of Akron. Okay. Have you heard about this? Like the, a Michael Scott school for similar, but the difference being he's going to you know pay for it. Yeah, the LeBron James Family Foundation uh, so starting the I Promise School okay. in Akron. It will be geared toward educating students who are at risk of falling behind, who have longer days and begin classes in the summer weeks before other district schools to encourage information retention. And his production company Spring Hill Entertainment is going to be filming a documentary about the school. Too. Nice. Some of the weird big news of the week was David Fisdale was fired yeah. from uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. He benched Mark Gasol in the fourth quarter of a Brooklyn Nets game, mm-hmm. and uh, Gasol wasn't happy about it, said so to the media that night. The next day, he was gone. Coach Fisdale fired. Pretty weird. I just saw right before we started recording that a buy-sell clause in the Grizzlies' ownership agreement has been exercised. And now Robert Para has 30 days, the majority owner Robert Para has 30 days to make a decision whether he's going to buy out the minority owners at the new valuation of uh, the Grizzlies or sell his shares and leave. Um, Some people are speculating that this may end up with uh, Memphis moving to Seattle. Oh, interesting. Depends on, uh, on who steps up. Para, I've heard his net worth has gone down tremendously uh, since his purchase of the Grizzlies tied to his his company. I forget the name of it, but he, he invented an internet signal that could go from L.A. to Las Vegas. Oh, that's that? right. I, I mean, the apparently d- that they have internet providers in Las Vegas, so you didn't really need that service, you know, from, from L.A. Ubiquity <laughs> Networks. Ubiquity. Thank yeah. You. Yeah, you know how the internet is only in Los Angeles right now? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it to Las Vegas. I've said for years on this podcast, I don't actually know what the Memphis Grizzlies are doing or what plan they have. I have I have been a big supporter of the Grizzlies need to blow it up for about the entire length of this podcast. As a Clippers fan, I can, I can relate to the Grizzlies fans' plight, you know? Yeah. Mark Gasol... Mike Conley is kind of like the the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin. They show great promise when they're playing together. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that only happens like 40 games out of the season. Right, and then it's hard hard enough to draw talent there. So when you can, when you get someone who's interested, you have to pay them four years, 90 million, like Chandler Parsons. Right, and that just kind of ain't happening. He, he wrote the movie about the uh, the Tinder fish actually. Chandler Parsons. Yeah, he's very well versed in the online dating. Yeah, well at least he, you know, at least he's doing something with his time. It uh <laughs> Fisdale's pretty respected, right? Like uh, the I was listening to the Sun Solar Panel podcast earlier and they were mm. talking about whether or not the Sun should go after Fisdale. I thought he was doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the Grizzlies did better than we anticipated. A lot of people anticipated last year. 
And then they were first or second in the West until Mike Conley got hurt. Gasol and him just must not have been getting along at all. Do you think this is the situation they finally start tanking, or do you what? I think it depends on uh, on this buy sell yeah. thing, and if Robert Perez is going to buy out the rest of the the minority owners at a new valuation. You got to imagine he's going to be spending probably more to buy out the minority owners than he spent to buy the majority yeah. of the team, whatever it was, five, six years he's ago. Gotta, he's going to sell. He's going to sell is, yeah. is my guess. And that if that's the case, then I don't think it's a good idea, you know, just from a business standpoint, to get rid of all your best players right, right. before you're trying to find a new buyer. Well, he just needs to go to Las Vegas, jump on that sweet, sweet Los Angeles internet, <laughs> and, uh, you know, everything will, everything will be fine. Grizzlies, look, put it, take out a Craigslist ad. Yeah, just looking for owner. Just jump. Why? Why go all the way to Los Angeles when you can go to Las <laughs> Vegas to use LA's internet? Uh, I know one rich guy that might be looking for a new job soon. His name's Derek Rose. Oh wow! Yeah, he's he has a lot of cash. He he's taken a leave of absence from the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is not as weird as him disappearing. You know, without uh, without word from the New York Knicks about this time last year. Mm-hmm. But it still is uh, eyebrow raising. It's right around the holidays, which is, it was January 10th last year sure. when he left the Knicks. I think he just gets homesick. Grew up in Chicago. He was mm-hmm. drafted by the Bulls. And since he was traded to the Knicks last year, it's all been downhill from there. Right. He didn't seem to have these uh, existential crises when he was injured and you know, having a hard time coming back from injuries and d- dealing with all the same things that he's dealing with now. Yeah. When he was in Chicago. Right. But, you know, he's on a veteran's minimum deal, which is between 2 and $3 million playing for Cleveland. Um, but if he decides to retire, which is what is rumored he is weighing his options about, yeah, he could forfeit some significant portion of the $80 million remaining on his deal with Adidas. Whoa. Um, yeah. How long is that through? Adidas blocks these guys down for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I would guess it's between seven and ten years, but I'm not sure exactly. He's given up eighty million now. At the end of this year, he will have made a hundred and nineteen million in NBA salary. Not bad. You got to think if he still has eighty million on the table, he probably has gotten what, say, forty million from Adidas. I don't. I mean, it's pure speculation. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not familiar with what his deal was, but uh, pretty significant. But, I mean, regardless of how much money you have, walking away from $80 million is a... I don't think he's going to be able to do it. No. <laughs> but then, So what do you? what's the resolve? He's go back to Chicago or just... Chicago's pretty bad. Maybe yeah. they would have him back. Yeah. <laughs> Although Chris Dunn had a breakout game just this past week. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously his, his heart is pulling him away from basketball. He wants to chill, hang out with his son, you know, smoke weed with his grandma, whatever he's doing. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't want to play basketball, but yeah. he he doesn't want to have to you know admit that he's uh, you know willing to give up this money. Right. Oh, uh, another former Chicago Bull was in the news this week for strange reasons. That's uh, Ben Gordon. He was arrested for felony armed robbery in L.A. this week. Okay. He couldn't get that internet. <laughs> he wasn't in Las Vegas. 
Yeah, so the LAPD arrived on the scene at 9 a.m. in his downtown L.A. apartment complex where Gordon had been renting two apartments. And according to the police, Gordon confronted the apartment manager about returning his security deposit. After the the manager advised Gordon that he did not have access to the deposit, Gordon punched the manager in the face Mm -hmm. and left after the manager provided him with a portion of the security deposit. That's not the action of a man who has a lot of money, Bob. Yeah, I, I don't understand it either. He returned shortly after. He got some of the cash, but then came back again asking for the security deposit. Mm-hmm. This time, he had a knife oh, wow. on him. And after a witness intervened, Gordon left before uh, inevitably being apprehended and arrested. This is not his first run-in with the law, even in the past year. On November 20th, mm-hmm. he was arrested in Manhattan for driving with a forged license plate. And he was given a ticket and a court date to settle that matter. Right. This was like 10 days ago. Yeah. Okay. And in June, was arrested in L.A. for pulling fire alarms at his apartment building when there was no indication of a fire. Sure. Just got to have some fun sometime. <laughs> Maybe he was messing with that apartment manager. When he was arrested, they asked his agent for a comment. His agent declined to comment. Now, his agent's name is Raymond Brothers. Do uh-huh. you think that it, that's the name of one person, or do you think it's the Raymond Brothers? <laughs> They're like a funk jazz band. Yeah, they, they're they're a crack agent squad who dabbles, yeah, in late night jazz and uh, slap bass. Mm-hmm. Bob, can I interject with a lovely, pleasant Thanksgiving story? Please, okay. Did you see uh, Nikola Miracic? accepted bobby portis's apology when oh bobby portis punched him square in the face <laughs> broke his jaw he broke his jaw face has been out ever since that's lovely yeah you know it's a it's a lovely thanksgiving act he confirmed to reporters that he accepted portis's apology and when asked if he told portis he accepted the apology miritich responded i guess he will know now so he didn't even let him know. He just let him know through the media that he uh, accepted Portis's apology. Are they both on the court for the Bulls now? I don't. I think he's back at practice, Miritich. Okay. But um, how long would it take you to accept the apology of someone who punched you square in the face on the basketball court? Uh, well, if it meant uh, you know me missing one of my Chicago Bulls professional basketball checks, you yeah, know, to not accept it, yeah. Eh. I'd do it then. (laughs) Pretty much on the spot. Yeah. Danny Ainge is uh, making science teachers upset this past week when Kyrie Irving dropped 47 points on the Dallas Mavericks, helping the Celtics win their 16th straight game. Danny Ainge went and tweeted, maybe the world is flat. Yes. You know, science teachers are getting a little too big for their britches, Bob. (laughs) Someone needs to constantly keep them in check. I was really wondering, if Kyrie Irving went to NASA in mm-hmm. Houston sure, and met, you know, the astrophysicist, the Ph.D. scientist, all those people that work there, would he think that they're all part of some massive conspiracy and they all go to work and just swipe left or right on Tinder mm-hmm. all day mm-hmm. and they're all, you know— working in this giant multi-billion dollar government facility all as a sham yes 
or that somehow, you know, some darker, ominous, faceless powers that be have tricked all of these super smart people into believing that, you know, these rockets are actually going to the moon and orbiting the round earth. And <laughs> yeah, well, what if, what if he thinks that they are all just there because they want someone, one of them wants to be the one to get the actual first picture of earth. <laughs> that's the, that's the reason they're, they're just there. like the PhD paparazzi. Yeah. They're <laughs> all there. One of them is going to figure out the code to get the first actual picture of earth. Then they all celebrate. I don't know. It's yeah. Maybe there's no picture of a flat earth is the, uh, is oh, the issue Kyrie Irving. Yeah. That <laughs> right. You haven't, they haven't, figured out how to get it at that perfect flat angle yeah i mean they i guess they fly in and out of those cities so you never know where they've been but you gotta think he's been in the area of nasa at some point um, i mean i would invite him there for a tour if i work there yeah let's get on like do you have any you're going back for christmas do you have any people in nasa you can i have actually a uh, a friend of my wife as an astrophysicist who works at nasa She's oh right yeah no i met i've met her before yeah she, yeah okay okay that's how okay it's coming together <laughs> Kyrie. if you're if you're listening to this we got a surprise i for bet you, you but... she could like show a math formulation that a formula that proves how okay before <laughs> all right no i know you're well-intentioned bob but before we get to the math We'll, we'll we'll get to the math, but let's just you know. Maybe what we could do is take a little page out of uh, Ray Allen's Catfish Stalker book, mm. trick Kyrie into thinking he's going on a Tinder date. Yeah, actually, he's getting a tour of the NASA, you know, space facility. That is a segue if I've ever heard one. <laughs> What do you mean, Bob? Tell us more about this. Well, Ray Allen has a catfish stalker. Okay. Uh, apparently. Uh, but isn't he the one that's being accused of uh, stalking? The accusations are flying like mad. Yes. Uh, Bryant Coleman is the is the name of the man who claims that him and Ray Allen have had a romantic relationship okay. for the past three years. Sure. And that now Ray Allen is trying to have him murdered. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, no. Okay. Uh, Ray Allen's story is that Brian. Wait, Cole... let me guess. It's none of that. <laughs> yeah, okay. That is correct. Okay, yes. Thank yes. You. you win the quiz today. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what was he saying? What were you saying? Ray Allen says that Bryant Coleman posed as ten different women. Okay, online had uh, these relationships with him and was threatening to reveal some of the exchanges that they've had despite what seems to have been a uh, ransom payment that alan did pay the guy oh wow um, but the guy is even sent messages to ray allen from inside ray allen's wife's restaurant uh threatening to reveal their uh okay. their love affair wait but the but it's purely internet right or is he claiming that they he was catfished pretended to be women got ray allen Surprise, I'm a dude. Then they started their relationship in person. Bryant Coleman claims that the whole women thing is is not true. Oh, okay. That so Ray, Ray Allen has knowingly been having a homosexual relationship with uh, with Bryant Coleman. Okay. And that this, the whole ten women is a fabrication by Ray Allen. 
I feel like we're gonna we're gonna find something out that Some... is not uh, either of those two things, uh, but something something else what? entirely. I... If it's not either of those, then I do not. I can't even posit a guess at what what it is. To be continued. Maybe uh, maybe we'll get uh, Christmas a little early this year. Next Chris, week. Christmas Ray Allen. Did they didn't they didn't say how much? So Ray Allen paid some money to him. Yeah, he said he said that they had some sort of settlement and agreement that this guy, you know, when he found out that it was a man and not ten hot women. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that they came to some sort of agreement when he, you know, threatened to reveal this to to the world or his wife or whatever. Yeah. They didn't say specifically, well, you know, what sort of money it was. But Bryant Coleman says he has Ray Allen has people like following him now. Mm-hmm. He's had a man approached him in the grocery store and told him to watch his back. TMZ. I mean, this is all pretty factual, uh, you know, up and up reporting. Is this going to be a? Uh... Um, Manti Teo type situation where the remember the Notre Dame football player with the dead girlfriend turns out they, she didn't exist. Yeah, maybe these ten girl ten girlfriends they like fake oh, a plane crash or died. something. They all died. They were all they were all in the same <laughs> SUV. The, the bodies vaporized. Yeah, I've never seen it before. Oh no! Did you hear about that? Of course, you heard about that plane <laughs> crash. Everybody heard about that. And then, not to sound stupid, he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that plane crash." <laughs> I don't even really want to bring it up, but uh, I should mention as a Clippers fan that Clippers tickets are lowering in value every day as as it's seemingly one of their starters gets injured every every four games. Sure. To, and, you know, I don't say this as a slam on the Clippers. Just factually, their tickets aren't that expensive anyway. Their value, they're still always behind the uh, the Lakers, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, the most egregious thing about this new MCL tear of mm-hmm. Blake Griffin uh, was not only that Austin Rivers accidentally crashed into his leg, uh, you know, injuring their star $173 million player, mm-hmm. but that Doc Rivers, after the game, said, no, 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 <laughs> it wasn't Austin Rivers that fell on his leg. It was Lonzo Ball. It was not my son that... <laughs> committed this heinous act of treasonry i was was watching video of doc rivers saying it was not austin rivers while watching video of clearly austin rivers falling on blake griffin's leg someone must have listened to our fake news podcast is getting out of hand yeah let's get into the diss of the week yo mama is so fat This of the week, this week, Clay Thompson versus a bottle of Gatorade. Have you seen the video clip? He doesn't like Gatorade product placement mm-hmm. on his post-conference, post-game conference uh, table. Is apparently. he a Powerade man? He's a body armor sports drink man. Uh, he signed an endorsement deal with them in February 2015. That's... Is this body armor or body, body armoire? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with the the U, okay. I think it's English. The English like, U, like, like under color. Under Armour. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kobe Bryant's one of the investors in Body Armor, if you recall. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, Clay Thompson walks up to the to the table. He's going to be interviewed by the media. Gatorade sitting there. You know, they have the G League that they sponsor now, the the developmental league for mm-hmm. the NBA. Doesn't say a word. Just knocks the bottle off the table onto the floor uh, right before. 
Any questions? You know, that's awesome. Have you uh, have you watched any of the Norm Macdonald podcast or listened to that? I listened to a couple of them. Yeah, he did one with Jim Carrey. Did you listen? Oh, to that? I I didn't see that it was back. He goes on hiatus. Yeah, so he's back, but he has one with Jim Carrey, and they're having you know, they're having like a conversation, getting really into it, and it's serious. And as they're talking, you just see Jim Carrey just reach out to the water cup by him and just slap slaps it off the table as Norm is having like a, trying to be serious with him. This is a video podcast. Yeah. It's a video podcast. Nice. Yeah, check that out. Yeah. So that's what reminded me of that when you said that. Uh, another warriors disc, the last night, the warriors played the Lakers mm-hmm. and former assistant coach, Luke Walton is head coach of the Lakers. Now the warriors left a little note for Luke in the locker room before the game. This is all it said. It's a very short note. All-time interim head coach winning list. First, Mike Brown, 12-0, and 100% mm-hmm. winning percentage. Last, Luke Walton, 39-4, and 90.6. Oh, <laughs> gross. Disgraceful. You're, you're dissed, Luke Walton. Yeah. <laughs> you got hit with the diss copter. Is that a thing? We start that? Diss copter? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there was a LeBron James as a Yeti and Smallfoot diss this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the poster, but uh, Guanji or whatever the hell the name of the Yeti character in Smallfoot is has a blue afro, kind of almost like Dr. J, although kind of weird, weirdly shaped. Mm-hmm. The diss was, can you imagine how excited LeBron is to have hair again? <laughs> nice. Solid. But no diss of the week would be complete without something from LeVar Ball, or a member of the Ball family. Oh, yeah, that's our guy. Right after we recorded our our last podcast, LeVar Ball got into a beef war with Donald Trump. The one we all expected, we weren't... I, I wasn't actually sure if we were ever going to get it, even though I knew it was a guarantee we were going to get it. You know <laughs> what I'm trying to say? Like, it, it was almost too good. Did you watch LeVar Ball's 22-minute uh, interview on CNN. No, I didn't. I, I listened to some clips, but then I heard it was twenty. That's I heard someone say like, "Guy just commands the program. They're just going to let him do whatever he wants. There's nothing else they can fill it with. So they're just going to give him give him his time to sit there." And was it with Chris Cuomo? Right. I saw somebody on Twitter just tweeted the clip from Billy Madison at the end of his, you know, the puppy yeah. lost his way speech where it's just like, we are all now dumber for having <laughs> listened to your incoherent rambling. I award you no points <laughs> and may God have mercy on your soul. Chris Cuomo just kept trying to get LeVar Ball to thank Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, which one person said... I know LeVar Ball doesn't like thank yous, but I think we should take a moment to thank him for being the first person to make CNN's Chris Cuomo defend Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what that's kind of been the interesting part about this whole thing is, you know, Shannon Sharp, mm-hmm. no Donald Trump apologist, even was like, hey, man, clearly the president had a little something to do with this, whether or not you want to believe like it was the whole deal, but at least. Everything we've heard, he had a little bit to do that. Just say, just say thanks, and you know. Lavar Ball on. was undeterred. He asked Chris Cuomo, "Did you thank the doctor who brought you into this world? Yes. You better go back and thank him." Yeah. I saw Doctor Marty Fox on Twitter tweeted CNN breaking news: Lavar Butterball, the father of the turkey pardoned <laughs> by President Trump, denies that President Trump helped his son. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one. 
That's good. Yeah, the biggest takeaway I had from his his, uh, his appearance on CNN, I didn't recognize him at first because he wasn't wearing big baller you, shirt. You pointed this out to me, and I didn't notice it when I saw a little bit of it, but that's... Uh, what the hell, man? Yeah, if... Don't you want to go on, you know, CNN is He on, doesn't go anywhere without big baller right, stuff. Right, and CNN is on in all the airports. Yeah. You're missing out on all the airport traffic. Regardless of that, I saw that uh, advertising company calculated the value of what the publicity that uh, big baller brand got between mm-hmm. this LeVar, Donald Trump feud at over $13 million. Whoa, that's yeah. insane. So well worth it. Anyways, we're going to continue to uh, to follow uh, the LeVar Ball, Donald Trump saga. On the next episode of Brick House. I'm going to tell you what I want for Christmas this year, Matt. What do you want, Bob? Uh, I don't know if it's too much to ask, but I just want Donald Trump to come at LeBron James. LeBron's already called the president a bum in a tweet mm-hmm. about uh, him rescinding the offer to the Warriors to come to the White House. Yeah. And Trump didn't really fire back. No. I just want Trump to go at him because if LeBron keeps playing like he has so far and he figuratively, you know, body slams Trump in a uh, a Twitter fight. That'll explode the Internet. It would explode the Internet. And I think it would guarantee LeBron James his final MVP mm-hmm. of his career. Mm-hmm. 2018, 50% right. of the MVP for his play on the court, 50% for just owning Donald Trump. Yeah. So fingers crossed for this Christmas miracle. I I think uh, this brick house miracle can happen. Catch up with us next week. We'll tell you all about it on the next episode of Brick House. Mm-hmm.